2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Parkins mobilecom
3: Parkinson Spiegel Show. Spend some time with our friends Danny Parkins and Matt Spiegel. Yes. Afternoons on the score.
4: Well, first of all, somebody at Cranes decided that he wanted to write... The, white, the, the you're looking at the Bears at the White Sox lease, you know, has six or seven years left to go, and the White Sox have some options, and they might move out of the city, they might move out of town, they might go to Nashville. That wasn't us. That was a guy at Cranes. Now, I, it, ever since the article came out, well, I've been reading about that I've been threatening to move the team to Nashville. I mean, th- that article didn't come from me. But it's obvious if we have six years left, I think that's what it is. Is we got to decide, you know, what's what's the future going to be, and you know we'll, we'll 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 get to it. But I've never I've never threatened to move out. We we haven't even begun to have uh, discussions with the sports authority, which you will have to do soon. That was from the last Jerry Reinsdorf
1: press conference. There's someone at Cranes. It's pesky people at Cranes. Mm. Just keep reporting.
5: That was an epic day, wasn't on it? What
1: he's doing.
5: Remember that day when all of a sudden he decided to speak because we had, we had done segments leading up to that of like, when's the last time Jerry like spoke to assembled baseball media? Because he's, he's as big as it gets in town still. Like, and the specter of his personality has hung over two franchises for this long and to get a chance to ask him questions and talk to him is very, very, very rare. And that day, what I mean, that, some of the most compelling live radio I've ever been a part of. You and me sitting here and just listening to that and Tanny letting us stop it every once in a while and just kind of talk about it and discuss it. Textures were freaking out. Listeners were freaking out because you don't hear him. You don't hear him talk. And he was so completely above everything. And I lost
4: my train of thought. I feel like Mitch McConnell.
5: Oh,
1: God.
4: That was a great moment. Uh, well, that, that You know, I heard on some telecast or podcast is something that i inadvertently watched
1: which is how it works that's what happens with podcasts you just inadvertently
4: consume them now go ahead and ask me whatever you want to ask me and i'll answer whatever i feel like i mean it's so smug
1: well, can i remember for like months leading up to that man i was saying i was like you know what kind of dawned on me that he's never spoken on the record since I'd been doing this job.
5: Yeah, we we did the research <laughs> asking Sully, asking others, and it was like, yeah, sometime in the nineties. Yeah. yeah I
1: was like, <laughs> Wait, what? Uh-huh. Wait, really? Not not a, not a quote, not a not a comment on a thing like that. That had happened, but, but a an open press conference where reporters could ask him questions.
5: Come sit down in the dugout and have everybody come over and let's talk. How often is Tom Ricketts available?
1: Often. Often available. Yeah. Uh, so that was, that was crazy. That was crazy thing
5: then. And it didn't go well for him that day in terms of the public response and everything. So when he speaks, when he opens his mouth, it's often very, very damaging because of the smugness and, uh, and the ruthlessness and tone deafness of it all. And,
1: and and I will, I will say this and I guess it's to be fair to Reinsdorf and, and Ricketts and all, it's just not a sympathetic class of people. Like Tom Ricketts is an accessible owner who buys beers with fans and sits in the stands and gives interviews and gives press conferences. Yeah. And he gave a press conference a couple of days ago, and I didn't love it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't want to say anything about what the White Sox are doing.
1: You know, so I mean, I'm just being honest. It, it is oh, yeah. it's, very... t- it's tough for them to come off well. <laughs> it's, just, it's just hard. And you know why they have a billion plus dollars. Yeah. And so that's just like their that's their lot in life. It's hard for those of us who don't oh, to really, really you. Exactly. Exactly. So I will just say oh for the, you. There are not many Yeah, the originals better. They're not ma- like Jerry Jones. He talks a lot. Oh yeah. It doesn't it's not great. Doesn't do him a lot of good. <laughs> it's
5: Mark Cuban
1: in sports, generally speaking, the, does pretty
5: good. One of the rare ones yeah. has had some tough moments. So, yes. Some awful moments. Yeah.
1: Yes. The, the lawsuits of workplace and conduct getting, oh, yeah, gri- no, getting grilled by Rachel Nichols. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, he's. But generally speaking, when the billionaire sports owner speaks, it doesn't go over well with the masses, with the common person. Yeah,
5: and this is a tricky moment because what Jerry's trying to do here is very aggressive and he's really being very deliberate about it. I mean, when remember when the whole thing got leaked to the Sun-Times? It was all there. It was all there. All the drawings everything nobody heard about it and then poof there it is it's all there you see the bears playing catch-up oh no we're really interested in in, and being on the lakefront well maybe we should work together uh you know said said kevin warren meanwhile jerry's already down in springfield trying to hustle this along through the spring legislative session the fall might be too late i heard mark Gannis say the other day
1: well because he says in this cranes thing i don't want to be in competition with the mccaskies yeah no you want to beat them want to beat him (laughs) you want to you want to win before it is a competition but he
5: also says in there that he's spoken to the mccaskies which is interesting because he and michael used to hate each other but it's apparently not the case with with george perhaps so but anyway so i want to read at least two of these quotes here
1: and the phone lines are open and talk to shane and tanny about it as as lifelong white you suspect
5: those guys will be triggered by some of these quotes from jerry well in this important moment of messaging. I got Jerry.
2: one in particular.
5: <laughs> Did Jerry mess it up? The first uh. the first quote,
1: The when he says basically that the team cannot succeed at its present location. Quote, the economics of baseball have completely changed. Referencing that top ball players signed contracts worth as much as $700 million. Quote, at the location we're at now, We cannot generate the revenue needed to pay those salaries, he said, referring to the residential Bridgeport uh, Bridgeport home. He said, even after winning the World Series in 2005, quote, we didn't crack the 3 million attendance mark, something that World Series winners routinely accomplish.
5: Oh, my God. He's crapping on you, the Sox fans, for not showing up enough in 2006, let alone
2: all these years where but, he gave you a garbage product. but what, Is there an apology like just below that in the quotes? It's <laughs> like, hey, to all the uh, season ticket holders like my father who held on to those tickets well after maybe he should have, Like, is there like, hey, sorry that we didn't give you a competitive ball club in those years following the World Series other than the outlier 2008. You know, it's I- like, hey, sorry we didn't put more money into the payroll to keep that good core afloat and maybe have another crack at the commissioner's trophy, is there anything like that in there? I, it was or?
1: left out. It was left out. It must have been chopped in for for space. But you know what's amazing? He cites the three million mark. Yeah. Do you guys know what they drew in two thousand six? No, I was just going to see two point four something. 2.9, 2.9. 2.9. Yeah. 2.95. <laughs> two point nine. Two point nine. Two point nine five. Two million nine hundred thousand fifty or two hundred
3: ninety. Uh, Wow. Two, two, 106, I, I, I got it right here yeah. 112, 129, 101 126, 148, 116 152,
1: 117, 103 I apologize uh, 2,957,414 fans
3: they were
5: ninth in MLB in attendance they, they drew 89.9% of their uh, potential capacity, which put them eighth overall third, in all of baseball. Third in
2: the American League. It's the Darren Erstad effect, baby. You bring in, <laughs> in DE to lead off in 2006. I, th- they- I think that was the year after, but this is like... I don't think so. But, but they, they ran Frank Thomas out of town, and you still managed to get all those people coming to the ballpark? I mean, they have had an attendance problem, often throughout history, but blaming the fans
5: for their attendance problem is some of the worst public relations I
2: have ever heard. That's not how you do it. But it's been baked into their product for as long as I've been a fan. Seemingly, like, you hear it from every level. Every level of the organization. hey, if we had a little more fan support, you know. Dude,
1: just looking at the data, it is a direct correlation, which we know if you build it, they will come. If you build the winning product, the fans will come. And so you won 90 games in 06, third in the American League. 72 games, 72 wins in 07, you're still fifth in baseball in attendance, averaging 33,000 a game, mm-hmm. Two point, nearly 2.7 million people. Uh, next year, uh, the 08 season that you referenced, 2.5 million, fifth, and then a bunch of losing seasons where you see ninth in the American League, 10th in the American League, a couple of 13ths in the American League in terms of attendance. But then... 2020 i know it was a covid year but when they were allowed to have it, so what it says third in attendance but then the next year 2021 fifth again in baseball what would you do that year 93 wins fifth in the american league
5: fifth in the american league yeah in the american league by 2021 you're competing with yeah but 2021 and 2022 i'm sure he thought that attendance would have been better uh, but because that was, you know, that, that's that's some of your your winning window time. That's what it's supposed to be. And they're thirteenth in twenty twenty one with one point mm. five mil. But but whatever, you've got issues, and it's not just the neighborhood or the ballpark. But by the way, the ballpark is a hundred percent your fault for all the choices you made. You just can't you can't blame the neighborhood and the ballpark when you're the one that chose the neighborhood and the ballpark.
1: So. That quote is obviously not going to go over well. And then there is, says the team will almost certainly be sold after his death, and the big money is in the hands of outsiders who want to move the team to Nashville or another location. Noting he's about to turn 88, Reinsdorf said, quote, when I'm gone, uh, his son Michael, quote, will have an obligation to do what's best for other investors of the Sox. That likely means putting the team up for sale. The team will be worth more out of town.
5: Yeah, that that's the, the biggest news I thought in there was the full-on open admission that as soon as he dies, his, his kids are selling it. And this all comes with Michael Reinsdorf sitting next to him during the interview and saying nothing, which is just such a... Uh, like a filmic kind of sad uh, symbol of, of, of what has gone on here as Jerry still flails away trying to run this thing and doing it poorly and trying to salvage this thing right now and trying to, like, you know, get another chance to do it right. And the family doesn't really care that much. His heirs don't don't care. The only way they care right now is that this deal would raise the value f- when they sell it as soon as he dies. Right. Which is really kind of sad. But someone needs to
1: get Rob Manfred back on the record. Like that cuz he said positive things about the 78 project and the new stadium and all that. Like he he was on the record with that. That was when it really tipped everybody off that was like, "Oh man, this is being fast-tracked." way quicker than any of us even realize
5: because it's a good idea. Like that's the thing. That's why I struggle with it and I feel like some people are kind of you know mixing everything together. I I I loathe so many things about what Jerry has done and and so many things about what he says and everything. But this particular freaking idea is a great idea. It's a well, last well, gasp. Mean,
1: but the idea that comes with a billion in public financing, is that a good idea?
5: No, the middle ground that hopefully they would get to after, like, the, the governor says, hey, we're not going to give you all of this. Let's find a middle ground. Like, well, how much can you raise? Yada, yada. And let's not give you the TIF, perhaps. Right. Like, that new, kind new, of thing.
1: New stadium at the 78, not paid for by the public in large part. I, I,
5: well, it, it, I, I don't know about in large part because the, because the state and the city – do believe that this is a good investment. Like, they will believe at Well, I mean, that is not, we'll see. They believe that stadiums are good investments, Danny, historically, and I do believe now. Like, I still think this thing is going to get, it. this is going to get traction It may happen because th- there is income on the yearly. I know it sucks that they do this. They kick the can down the road for 30 years with these bonds, but then every year they'll have this, sales tax income and this other income that they can point to to pay their bills on the year they want the tourism of a new stadium they want the team to be here and, and all of that
1: right but right but there is plenty of data that shows that the stadiums do not make up for the public what they do for the private business owners
5: i i i i, I understand but it, but it's also the way that business is done in not just in this state, but all over the country, like you, you spend money to make money. You're like, oh well, you know, let's but kick it down the road. Don't often and do make
1: it. money. The new, the, you know what I mean. The new stadiums don't often make money.
5: They over the 30 year run. Over the 30 year run, they don't. They they might not. Some do, some do not. But in in the next few years, as they've kicked the can down the road, this is this is what this is what state governments do. But anyway, uh, but so but but the. So he is – what I'm
1: interested in there about the playing, the moving, the team card, and then we'll get to some calls here in just a second. A guy I texted who – he's not an owner of a team, but he's very informed on how Major League Baseball works.
4: David Eckstein.
1: Could have been. He said he's like, the the owners will never approve it. They won't approve turning Chicago into a one-team town and turning the whole market. It's too big to turn it over just to the Cubs. Like they they want to have a National League team and an American League team in the third biggest city, just like they do in L. A. and just like they do in New York. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not going to do that. That there's just there's too many people here. There's a, is it, they're about to celebrate the 125th year of the White Sox. This isn't this isn't the Rays.
5: You know it, the, the, it's not the A's who were in it's, Philly before that. Yeah, this team's Kansas been here City. for
1: 125 years uh-huh. and and the and Major League Baseball ownership approval is going to approve giving the Rickets the biggest market share of any team in the sport because New York has to split it because LA has to split it. Yeah. They, Look, I I, they, I I don't I I so,
5: respect your source. I respect you, that info. I I don't I don't know. I I don't know. But what, I don't. I don't either. Because because what I do know is like at MLB MLB as as Bernsey was saying in transition MLB. Could change their mind, have a short, uh, a a short sighted idea and allow it to happen. Who the hell knows? Here's one other thing. And it sucks to even have to consider just before we take the calls. In three years, when the next collective bargaining agreement comes up, there's going to be a massive work stoppage. They might miss a year. Because what has changed now is the RSN, the regional sports network money going away, has destroyed whatever was functional about an already problematic model. Okay, the owners are going to try and demand a salary cap. And then if that happens, there ought to be a salary floor. And we know the, that, that some owners won't want that. So they'll fight amongst themselves. And then the players union will be all pissed off about all sorts of stuff, of course. And it's going to be an ugly long work stoppage and there will be no expansion before that happens. So there'll be no expansion in, in these next three years before they do that.
1: Downtown Jim is on the score. What up, Jim?
3: Yeah. Hey, I think it's a perfect spot uh... It looks like a perfect spot for me. Uh, I'm hoping they get the stadium built. To... You cool with the public paying for it? Oh, absolutely. Because remember this. It, it took 88 years for a team to win a World Series in Chicago. And they have two teams, two baseball teams in the same city, and that went for 88 years. is mathematically impossible. <laughs> if you went to Vegas and bet $5 in 1917, and you had two teams in the same city, wouldn't win a World Series, they'd put your name on the marquee of Las Vegas. That's how, you know. What does that have to do with it, the public paying for the stadium? Well, because by the time they paid, the Saints won't win a World Series probably for another 50 years anyway. So what difference does it make? <laughs> and, and the same with the Cubs. The Cubs aren't going to win a World Series for 50 years. So, so what difference does it make? So is your is
5: your cynicism saying go ahead and pay for
3: it? Is that what's happening? Why not? Why not? Nobody's going to win a World Series here anyway. So what difference does it make? <laughs> well then, would that be an argument? I mean to that's impossible. It? It, it's just it's impossible for your team to win the World Series here. That's but, all. but but, that's but both both of them have. Yeah. Well I know but it took what what hundred it took because what hundred and eight years. Yeah, hundred ten. Yeah, it took teams. a while, It took 108 a long time. Hundred eight years. It took them hundred eight years. <laughs> took the Sacks eighty eight years. So the way I figure, we'll all be dead and gone by the time Goes up, but nobody's going to see a World Series anyway. Hey, so dude! What it you know, uh, thank you, Jim. You
5: know, that's so funny because I'm telling you, there's lots of state officials who feel that way. That's what I say. Like, like, well, you know, I know it might uh, be a problem for our debt uh, down the road. Uh, might be an issue there, but this will help us cover our bottom line in three years and four years and for that next decade, we'll have this money to help our bottom line. I mean, that's that's how they look at this stuff.
1: Man, Mike in Northbrook is on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. What up, Mike?
0: Yeah, I just turned you guys on, and I have to commend you for the way that you're maturely talking about this compared to the way the guys talked about it this morning. They would just as soon see the Sox leave town, and you guys realize that this is a two team town. Number one, the other thing with it, with the way it's going to get paid, is the perception of the public. It's not going to come out of state sales tax. It's not going to come out of, or, or local. It's not going to come out of income tax or real estate taxes. Most of it's going to come out of uh, the, uh, the issuance of bonds, which people are allowed to buy if they want. Nobody's forcing them to. And this two percent hotel motel tax, which nobody who lives here pays. It's all people out of town. So when they say that the taxpayers are paying it, you got you got to really understand where these revenues are coming from. They're not coming out of the average blue collar worker. Well, but, the, but, but the but the
1: argument is, of course, that the hotel tax that is paid for by people who come here, you are spending the money on the stadium. But you could spend it on public right, schools, you, you could allocate the resources that. to something that isn't a billionaire's vanity project before he
0: dies. Okay, I understand that. but uh, getting keeping the socks here is uh, through thick and thin. I mean, look they've, they have good years and bad years, and when they're good, they're very enjoyable, same with the cubs. But
5: look, look your, your know, point you, your point about the two percent, thanks for the call. Mike. is extremely important. Because it is not a new tax, it is not an increased tax, and it is perceived by tons of lawmakers because it is true that it is predominantly paid for by tourists. And right now, that two percent is going to pay off the Soldier Field renovations, um, the White Sox, which are not paid off yet. I know, I know, <laughs> and, and they're and,
1: getting a new stadium.
5: Yep, and, and this and this would kick it down the road another 30 years. But it would not be changing. It would just be letting that 2% that already exists go to the same kind of thing, but just for a longer period of time, and it's a new stadium. It's a new, fancier stadium, which should draw better and keep your tourism coming. That is a massive reason why I think this thing is probably going to happen, because it's tangible facts and figures with no new or increased taxes to go along with the fear of a new owner taking them out of town because a new owner who buys with this stadium done or this stadium just about done is going to be like, I'm sitting on a gold mine. Look at me. I'm sitting on this unbelievable deal for this stadium on this other south branch of the river. This is going to be great.
1: The a lot of people want to weigh in. And this story has evolved very fast in terms of public perception. In my mind, at least from where I'm sitting. Uh, it's actually kind of remarkable from where it started to where it is now. Parkinson, Spiegel on the score.
2: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s. It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.